Strength Block, the podcast, with your hosts, Sophie and Damien Rabot. Hi, my name is Damien. And I'm Sophie. And this is the first episode of the Strength Block podcast, a podcast in which we focus on all things training, lifestyle, and just kind of whatever piques our interest at the time. So, Sophie, do you want to let the audience know a little bit about yourself? <laughs> okay. Um, so, originally, I first studied makeup artistry, actually. So, I've been doing that for 14 years now. And then I met my now husband, oh. Damien, um, who was a personal trainer. And I got sucked into that world of exercise. Um, and then studied it myself. So I went and got a certificate in personal training and also then went back through COVID times when I had a lot of time on my hands and studied pregnancy and postpartum training. So I got a certificate in that as well. Yeah, that, I'm glad I could inspire you. I have, a, I have a terrible habit. Well, it's kind of what made me a coach in the first place is I, I drag people into this lifestyle and some of them it sticks and others like have it initially and then they they don't care about fitness anymore but yes he also drags people into a terrible coffee habit <laughs> so, i'm now heavily addicted to caffeine <laughs> yeah that, that is my relationship with coffee is pretty it's a it's a love-hate relationship it's probably a little bit abusive on my part but i'd have it no other way so yeah my name's obviously damien aka damien lifts on instagram the husband i am the husband mm-hmm. of sophie Rubo, even though you'd think it's Beddoes by all of his social tags. i have two names now <laughs> one, one official one knowing when to use each last name is very confusing documents and things like that so you might hear Beddoes, you might hear Rubo throughout this whole podcast and i I've been in the, the personal training game for ages. I'm pretty much a dinosaur by industry standards, right? So I've been a personal trainer for 10 years. Um, and I've kind of gone more from being a personal trainer into more of a strength coach. I do differentiate myself a lot from personal trainers because I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of your normal run of the mill, um, you know, weight loss, cardio, diet advice. I, I really focus on getting people like as strong as possible and building a good like mental health relationship with the strength that they're developing. So I try to like tie those two things together. Uh, I coach some powerlifters, but I don't consider myself a powerlifting coach. It's just general strength coaching. And I think this all comes from the fact that like Sophie's a makeup, a makeup artist originally. Um, I'm actually a, I'm a, I have a degree in graphic design, so I've actually always considered myself a creative before a strength coach. And I think like that creativity is the reason why I've kind of gone off on my own weird path in this fitness industry, whether that's good or bad for my own personal success. I bet we're about to find out, right? Yeah, so this is, it's a pretty good time that we start this podcast because we've got some exciting kind of movements happening. Currently, we live together in a flat. We have uh, two rabbits, two flatmates, and our gym is converted into a full-blown personal studio, personal training studio. Our garage. Yeah, our garage. So we alternate at the moment training clients. So we can only train, we train people one-on-one and we take turns, which is quite inconvenient because we always have to 
um, look at each other's schedules and work around each other. So, what's happening now? Yeah. So, basically, we have decided that we are going... Well, we, we... Not we have decided. We are. We are opening a facility. I am completely hesitant to call it a gym just to manage some expectations out there but it's also much more involved and bigger than a personal training studio it's something in between and because of this I think it's actually going to be something quite special and by special I mean special specifically to the people that follow us and the our existing um, base of clients it's it's really mm. going to feed into the type of training we do there's a lot of love that will go into it yeah. so because we're so heavily invested it's not a big commercial gym um it's not open to hundreds of people coming through it's a small space tight-knit community with just our um, our current clients and a few other people that can use the gym. There'll be a lot of um, different things we'll be offering over time. But yes, managing expectations when you tell people that you're <laughs> expanding, they're like, whoa, okay, there's a new gym opening, everyone, prepare yourselves. Uh, but no, it's not going to be anything too crazy. We still want to keep it small, keep it tight. Um, and we're doing it off our own backs as well. You know, we're not going out there getting loans, we're not going out, yeah, buying all these pieces of cardio equipment just to make the gym look cool when in fact we don't use those we currently don't use machines like we have a couple of cardio pieces in the garage mainly for warm-ups only um but we use all free weights um what do you think yeah it's a it's it's essentially a barbell facility which if you're from um if you're from the olympic weightlifting world or you're from the powerlifting world you're used to the idea of a barbell facility, right? Where, where its main focus is on big compound movements using barbells effectively rather than having like 20 different isolation machines for like different bits and pieces. And rather... nothing against machines. Oh, like they do have their place, um, especially if you are kind of going about it by yourself without a trainer. Um, they can be safe and they definitely have their place. But... With barbells and free weights, you can go over all your movement patterns that you will always use. Yeah, and I, I think like you nailed um, the the nail, you hit the hit the nail on the head with that one. Mm -hmm. So like the reason we see such prominent use of machines in commercial gyms is because a lot of commercial gyms are designed around um, being able to get as many people through the door and I don't think this is a bad thing because it makes fitness quite accessible but with what Sophie and I do as coaches before gym owners because that's what we essentially are we care about the performance of our clients um, we don't need these machines because we have basically nurtured every single person's strength journey or uh, training journey that stepped into our, uh, our gym and will step into our gym so that they have the confidence to use a barbell, whereas a, a newbie stepping into a gym might feel intimidated by a squat rack, and that's perfectly reasonable, but we want to kind of always have a gentle hand over the entire affair to make sure that people aren't intimidated by barbells, and they realize how much you can actually get out of mm. from these yeah, tried and tested classic methods. And we don't expect our clients to be with us forever. So basically you want to set them up 
with the skills and the knowledge and the confidence to be actually to be able to go into a gym in the future if they want to and no matter if all the machines are taken they can pick up some dumbbells or they can pick up a barbell and they can have an effective workout with minimal equipment so just giving people confidence to go about it on their own knowing all the basic movement patterns and being able to get a good workout in without machines uh, and obviously the name of this this podcast is strength block which is the name of the gym yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering what that it is, is the name of the gym <laughs> I and it. i'm taking that because i came up with it normally damien's the creative um mind behind these things <laughs> so i'm taking this one yes yeah, so sophie definitely definitely came up with a lot of a lot of the branding potential behind all of it and that it's it has been um one of the things I have struggled with in the past is allowing someone else to help. And it's been a downfall in multiple things, but Sophie and I have very good chemistry, not just because we're a married couple, but even like in business chemistry, her strengths um, support my weaknesses and vice versa. Because I like to describe myself as a big picture guy, but <laughs> that, that means I just don't actually get anything done. I can just tell you how cool it would be if we did this. And I'm really into lists. So I'm the let's get <laughs> shit done person. Um, it's called Strength Block. Why? Okay, so basically um, from my creative background, when we were trying to figure out names, I put my foot down and I said, we are not allowed fitness, mm-hmm. gym, or personal training studio in the name. I refuse. It's overdone and we're going to be creative. So obviously yep. we needed something that was like, this is a place, you know. And we went through a bunch of names. Um, and then Sophie came up with strength block. So obviously block, you know, like I'm still Jenny from the block. We got that connotation. So it's a physical location. But if you know anything about strength programming, uh, the strength block is the piece of programming that is designed to build your maximal amount of strength. So you'll have like volume blocks, you'll have endurance blocks, and you'll have strength blocks. And that's that's both of our main focuses when it comes to training. So it's just this perfect double entendre yeah. that just worked so well. It was just it made sense. And that's how a strength block came came around. But yeah. What are you worried about, Soph? with with this whole this whole um going forwards opening a facility yeah um so i don't know if we've even mentioned yet but we live in auckland new zealand it's very expensive to live here at the moment so as two uh people in their mid-30s we are still (laughs) you know (laughs) putting in the work and yeah it can be very expensive um so just making it work for us really um i don't know i don't feel like i have that many worries i'm pretty excited about it i really want to get in there and do some interior design set up the place all nice uh yeah i don't have too many worries yeah i think um and we we both kind of discussed this one of the the scariest things and it's just the nature of the industry now is we you're competing with social media gyms, you know, like these are, these are big gyms with lots of financial support behind them or big loans, which we chose not to do, obviously. Yeah. Um, so your gym has to be Instagrammable, <laughs> which, it, yeah, it, which it do, because this is, this is the second uh, studio I've started. And the first one I started, which 
I won't lie, was a little bit of a failure. It was coming into this social media world and I felt no pressure to, I was like, a barbell's a barbell, plates are plates, whatever. I felt no pressure to have this cool looking facility and now I, I'm definitely feeling it this time around. But I think I think um, we will be pretty good at at being within our resources to create something special. Yeah. And we actually don't need, you know, we're not trying to get so many people through the door. It's not that. We are capping, like if we do a membership, we're capping it small. It is 10 people. It is 15 people. We don't know yet, but it's never going to be massive. So the advertising, it doesn't have to be kind of next level. We don't have to draw that many people in. Um, we just need the right people, the people who are there for the training, who are there for the love and the community and can have a chat and work out and just really enjoy themselves and enjoy being in the space. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting journey. And I, I can't wait to actually get like involved we're at that very annoying phase right now where it's like getting the domain names, registering the business. We're finally beginning to order equipment, but there's like little frustrations where it's like you can't get the equipment delivered until you have the floors down. So you have to do all these things in this particular order in order to roll it out. And that's, um, yeah, it, it, we, we don't have our branding finished yet either. So for me as a, as a visual creative, it is quite a painful time because like I can't see it yet. Yeah, there's a lot to get done. And we are doing it in less than a month actually because that's when we get the keys and get to make it our own. So it might not be fully finished um, up to our expectations when our clients first use it, but um, it won't take very long to get to get going. And at least people won't miss out on their training, which is most important. We want to keep people moving and we don't want them to have too much of a big break. Yeah. If we can just like do this without missing a beat, that would be fantastic. But I don't know how, how possible that will be. Mm. Um, this will also help us move out of our flat. Like I said, we were living in a flat in Auckland um, and into a place of our own, maybe an apartment um living closer to the gym if possible one of the things which is makes the situation unique is Damien having <laughs> his eyesight um is legally blind so can't drive and this is like a whole nother issue we can go into and talk about later because it's actually a very interesting topic and how he has kind of managed to get where he is uh working around being legally blind but Living close to the gym will allow him to get there easier. Um, and that's why we also currently have the gym based at our home and why we are self-employed and not working from a big commercial gym as well. Yeah. And even um, the, yeah, one of the, bi the big pushes in always being out on my own, because obviously I've been doing this for ages, a bit longer than Sophie, um, has been my eyesight has been a barrier but then the creative in me also never wants to conform to someone else's ideas so i i was always aware that i probably wouldn't fit in in a commercial gym and then i've got nothing against anyone who's been in the game for me as uh, for been in the game for as long as i have because i know a few now that are like 
their next step in their fitness journey, well, in their career, which I've, I'm very proud of them and I think is very cool, is like they are buying franchises. I know mm. people like opening BFTs and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. For me personally, and Sophie as well, because she is also a creative, I don't think I would do well having to like stick to another brand's yes, guidelines. Not being able to put your own spin on it, do whatever you want, yeah. come up with weird and wacky exercises like you do, which your clients love. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> can you imagine, like, if, if like BFT corporate seeing me making people one rep max a zercher lift in their no. elbows they'd be like you're gonna hurt our members I'll be yeah. like, no, 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 I, know, I know exactly what i'm doing don't worry no one's gonna get hurt and yeah like, this is a bad look for us like i can't put myself in that position and i respect people that can it's just it's just not for me our current neighbors love when damien's <laughs> dropping excessive weights from giant heights and you know making the whole garage shudder and We've definitely had neighbors come over before and be like, hey, my, my house is moving. So yeah. Can you just chill out? In, in like <laughs> the the middle of the pandemic lockdown where I was like, I can be as loud and obnoxious as possible because no one no one's going to come into my house. You know, like you, you're isolated. Everyone's stuck in their own house. I was I was deadlifting one day and it was it was heavy and it, it does it does shake the ground. It does. I block have to block my ears sometimes. And it was hissing down with rain as well so mm. i was being even more obnoxiously loud my music was loud i was banging and then i hear like a little tap on the garage door i open it up and there's like these two tiny girls that i've never seen in my life coming into my garage in the middle of isolation with an umbrella because it's raining yeah being like excuse me you're shaking my house <laughs> and i was like i was just so taken aback because while i'm not a scary intimidating person if you didn't know would you walk into the gym <laughs> of a guy playing death metal slamming weights it was and very then, confident very yeah good. make him open his garage door and then tell him to be quieter because i was wouldn't obviously very obnoxious yeah <laughs> Sound, <laughs> sounding and they were like okay that's enough and the thing is like in 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 my defense it was an emom so it was only gonna last <laughs> 10 minutes and they, they yeah. came in at minute four. <laughs> they gave me four minutes before they were like, nah, screw this. They were quick to the mark. Let's go yell sure. at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, another thing, obviously, in our um, gym, studio, whatever you want to call it, uh, clearly moving to an area where it's kind of light industrial, still in Albany. But light industrial means I won't have to worry about Damien making as much noise as he wants. <laughs> Go for it. I feel like it's a much more um, accepted yeah. environment for those kind of big movements. Yeah, except we won't have neighbors like going for walks anymore and then stopping outside our garage door and watching you squat. Like suddenly you have yeah, an audience. Right. Like most of, most of them do know us by now. But you never know if there's like a few houses that are just like, oh, I hate those people <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure. And yeah, we, we have had complaints to our landlord over noise. So this, this is a, a real thing. <laughs> it would be so good to get, get into an actual commercial space. Yeah. So that's what we're working on at the moment. So yeah, good timing, setting up a podcast and um, moving a personal training studio out of our home and into a slightly bigger light industrial space yeah yeah and like like i said we cannot wait to actually show you the place yeah and even for us like we we did some some 3d floor planning 
um, where we like laid out where the equipment would go and stuff, but it's still a bit of an estimation for us. So we don't even 100% know what this place is going to look like. Yeah, we're buying equipment. We've got bits of extra equipment, really kind of cool new toys, but mostly the same kind of equipment that we currently use already. Um, it's just about having extra of what we already have and making it fit so it doesn't feel cramped or, it's, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. It's like tripling what we have. Yeah. Like, essentially, it's the idea. Yeah. But I, I feel... Um, most people do not realize how expensive gym equipment is. Yeah. Because, you know, because gyms pop up left, right, yeah. and center, um, you don't really think about the money side of things because it is normally big businesses that are opening these yeah. gyms. It's not your everyday person that's kind of trying to make a living, afford rent, you know, like have a successful business, just buying it out of their business account, you know, that yeah. money's going in and coming out very quickly. So, yeah, it's very expensive. One floor tile, $40, and that is the cheapest we found, pretty much. Um, and if you think about a facility, say it's 100, 110 square meters, uh, that is a lot of floor tiles yeah. and a big expense just for flooring. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, we, do we throw out some, some rough numbers or do we just let people <laughs> remain a mystery on how much it costs to uh, open equi equipment? We don't even know, to be honest. We're right in the midst of it, so... Yeah. We're lucky in the sense that, like, because I never worked at a commercial gym, I've had my own equipment for the last 10 years. And over that last 10 years, I have been buying stuff, like slowly adding to it as I've wanted things, as I've needed things. And then when Sophie got caught up into it, and then I... It like became we could buy more stuff because everything was half price for me now. All the stuff that <laughs> oh. I used to buy out of my own pocket, I could now half I could price. now half with soap. Yeah. So I have long my accountant would hate to hear this, but I have long since lost the figure on how much gym equipment we have. But it's it's people do say that when they see <clears throat> our current setup. Um, on Instagram or whatever, they say that we really use the space well. There's a lot of equipment packed into this <laughs> double garage, but it's kind of set up so well that it never feels like a mess or it never feels like there's too much and there's not enough space. We've used it well. And it's I like think Jenga blocks. <laughs> yeah, and I think that will work. That's a good skill to have going into this next place, place because we'll know how to set up things well to really utilize the space if it's a bit small or you know that kind of thing um to still expand i don't know if you've been if you've been feeling it but i i was training two clients on um thursday night and i was suddenly like tripping over equipment and getting frustrated <laughs> at how cramped the gym is and because, i feel like just because you know we're moving i just I, I've, I've spent so much time in my head picturing this bigger space I currently like, oh, don't. I currently don't train uh, more than one person at a time. I do single sessions, one on one. Um, but going into this new space, it will allow me to think more about um, doing group or like double sessions or group sessions. So uh, there will be some offerings like that coming up, which is pretty exciting. Train with a friend, um, small group training. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of new opportunity, right? Yeah. But yeah, 
it's it's all it's all a lot i like how we were like we're so overworked um there's so much we have to do in the next month should we throw <laughs> should we start this podcast we actually had um we, we've been wanting to start a podcast for a while and i'm sure this one is going to be rough as gut so if you've made it to this 25 minute mark i'm quite impressed yeah this is just our first intro um one we just wanted to <clears throat> introduce ourselves introduce kind of our current setup and our plans in the immediate future. And then going on from this, we'll be talking about all sorts of topics that relate to fitness, lifestyle, mental health, maybe a little bit of nutrition. We don't go into it too much, but um, yeah. supplements, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, we're not registered dietitians, so we do try and stay away from nutrition yeah. a little bit, but the basics we will kind of go over um, and are happy to take on suggestions. So if you have some suggestions that you would like to hear about you want us to delve into you can always message us on instagram yeah so, sophie you... underscore Beddoes is mine and that's not your name damien <laughs> and at damien lifts is probably uh easier for you to spell and remember yeah. off by heart but they'll be tagged anyway um yeah so we are definitely open to taking on suggestions for topics yeah just um if we if we don't answer a suggestion you've given it's highly likely that it's a topic that puts me onto a soapbox where I rant at Sophie and she's just sick of hearing those because this poor girl puts up with my stubbornness over some fitness topics that <laughs> I, I'm not going to put her put her through again on, on podcast form. Uh, Damien being, not to bring up the blindness thing <laughs> again, but... <laughs> Thank you. Because he... I'm disabled, guys. <laughs> I'm literally disabled. Because he can't read easy enough because of the text size, he listens to a lot of podcasts. And he is a research nerd. And so, yeah, he has a lot of information. And this comes out sometimes when it's like... <laughs> 11 p.m 12 and i'm trying to go to sleep and suddenly he wants to tell me something he's heard or more about something and i'm like can this not wait <laughs> um so i feel like this could be a good outlet for him and it won't just be me that has to listen to all these bits and pieces of information so you're welcome my favorite is when sophie like mentions like uh just as an aside like she she mentioned something just in passing not realizing that it's a niche topic of expertise I have recently acquired and she has just like opened the lid and she was after a one a one sentence answer and I go into like a 30 minute rant that she eventually falls asleep in the middle of. <laughs> and it's not always, don't think it's fitness related. There was a rant about potatoes the other day and yeah, I was like, oh really? I do not need this information right now. Is that the, the potato famine? Yes, the, uh, pota the potato famine. <laughs> <laughs> Only we call it the potato famine. It's not how the Irish feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All right, team. Uh, yeah, so uh, follow us on socials. That's Sophie underscore Beddoes, and I am Damien Lifts. Sophie's website is www.sophiepersonaltrainer. <laughs> he doesn't even know my website. He looks after all my website. I um, built your website. Logins. I mean, come on. SophieBeddoesPT.com. And I am DamienLifts.co.nz. And that is episode one of the Strength Block. Thank you for listening to our rambles. <laughs> and we will see you maybe in two weeks' time. We have not figured out frequency. Yeah.